Welcome back to Frame and Flow, creating, connecting, and neurodiversity. <laughs> I'm your host, Annalise Page, and today we have an exciting episode um, focused on wedding photography. So let's dive right in. creatives and entrepreneurs. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the little hidden gems of knowledge that I have that make a significant difference in managing my creative business as a person with a TBI and ADHD. These tips and tricks have been gathered from experienced professionals and industry experts. Uh, cough, cough. <laughs> it's me. Cough, cough. <laughs> I'm the experienced professional. <laughs> and while I haven't mastered any arts, I sure am learning and trying my best to balance creativity and entrepreneurship. So get ready to take your business to the next level. All right. So first thing is it's wedding photography day, which means it's most likely a Saturday. And spoiler alert, I'm recording this on a Saturday and I have an amazing couple to photograph today. They've hired me for my, I think I call it package number three, which is three hours of traditional wedding day coverage. It includes three hours of coverage, all the best photos from our time together on a 10-year online gallery. And I also give my clients a full print release. And I know this is a hot topic. We can argue about it later if you want. But for now, I give all my clients a full print release. That means basically they can print the photos anywhere they want, you know, or they can order through me, through my website. So my clients today are amazing and I really was drawn to them when they did their inquiry because I just had this feeling that they were like really cool. And if you've been to my website, I hope that it made it very clear that I am not your average wedding photographer. And the reason I'm not your average wedding photographer, <laughs> the reason I'm not your average wedding photographer is because I do things differently. As a person with ADHD and as a person with TBI, I really have a hard time with time blindness. A lot of the times when you're doing a traditional wedding, you have this timeline and every 30 minutes, it's something new. Um, every 30 minutes is something different. And most of the time, this is really helpful for everyone else. But since I've been doing wedding photography for going on nine years now, oh, uh, but only the few recent years have been great photography, just want to say. But anyway, because I've been doing this for, I want to say eight years, uh, but I've only been doing it like professionally, professionally for a few. Anyway, because I've been doing wedding photography for those years, I have learned a few things. And the main thing I've learned as a wedding photographer is that no wedding is on time. No wedding happens the way you think it's going to happen. There's always one thing that goes, quote, wrong, end quote. Um, but the cool thing about that is adaptability. So basically, all I need to know is, is the couple going to have a first look? Is the couple not wanting to do a first look? Are they wanting to do family portraits? Are they wanting to do bridal party portraits? And I also need to know the sunset time and the ceremony time. And what time I'm leaving. So basically all the other details I really don't need, but I understand fully that most people really do need those times. Because I have this ADHD TBI magic in my head, it really allows me to just be flexible and balance the creativity alongside the invaluable support that is 
wedding photography experience. My couple today hired me for my three-hour package, and that gets them their first look, their family photos, their ceremony, and the after shiz. I'm so damn efficient with my family group photos that honestly, like I can knock those out lickety split. Like I'm so fast. You don't even know. And one of the other cool things about me as a wedding photographer is that I'm taking all these pictures and then everyone's like, oh, but what about this? What about this? What do I do here? What do I do my hands? And I'm like, no, guys, I got you. I'll tell you. Having a wedding photography timeline can be super beneficial for both the couple and the photographer um, and everyone else involved, honestly, because it helps ensure those important moments are captured and that the day runs smoothly. However, there are potential drawbacks to consider. So let's go over the pros and cons of having a timeline just super, super quick. Pro is you got organization. Everyone knows that the timeline provides structure and keeps everyone involved on the same page. You got key events, photo sessions, ensuring that no important times and moments are missed. The second pro is efficiency. If you have hired a wedding day planner, spoiler alert, hire one. My favorite person to work with at this moment right now in this very second is Kylie Mahler, a maiden name Sheckler. Shout out to Kylie in my town. She's amazing. Because everyone asks the wedding planner the questions, the day of coordinator the questions, and the couples can just like live their freaking life and enjoy their day instead of having to be bogged down by all those details that they thought they already took care of. Timelines also make sure that everyone has clear expectations. Wedding photography timelines also ensure that everyone has clear expectations. So a timeline sets those expectations for the couple and the photographer and everyone else involved. And it establishes like when and where specific photos will be taken, eliminating any confusion. But also a strict timeline can be limiting, especially if there are unexpected moments or opportunities that come up. And sometimes if I see great light, it kind of like makes you want to steal the couple away. But if they're in the middle of something important, like, ugh, can't do that. Thankfully, I have to say that all of my clients are so go with the flow because no one in their right mind would hire me thinking that I was a type A person. So let's just get that off the table. Another thing that's kind of a con about having a wedding day timeline are external factors. You can meticulously plan and go over and pour over every single detail of your wedding day timeline. But let me tell you, it's going to get disrupted. And if you don't like things not going according to plan, just don't get married. <laughs> don't have a wedding day timeline. Most of my clients are, like I said before, like really go with the flow. So this really doesn't pertain to my clients, but maybe it pertains to yours. Factors like weather conditions, delays, changes in the waiting day flow can really throw off a timeline and it requires adjustments on the spot. And if you have ADHD like me, you know that requiring adjustments on the spot and like flexible thinking is like a superpower. You can just like see everything as it happens, as it unfolds. And if you're used to, if you're neurodivergent, you can see patterns that many people don't see. And so you know, or at least I know, based on how the first look goes, like, is this going to happen on time? Or am I just going to have to, you know, go with the flow? Wedding day timelines also have limited flexibility for couples. If I'm being honest, if you strictly follow that timeline, it may limit the couple's freedom for spontaneity during their wedding day. And a lot of times people feel pressured to stick to that predetermined schedule instead of being fully in the moment and fully enjoying just the day and taking breaks as you need. So overall, having a wedding day photography timeline can be like super advantageous 
in terms of like organization, efficiency, and setting those clear expectations. However, it's important to strike a balance between the structure and the flexibility to accommodate those unexpected moments and allow for creativity. Thing number one that's the most just importantest is communication between the couple and the photographer. This way, you can make sure that your timeline serves as a helpful guide rather than this like rigid, strict document. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, you do. Another cool thing about today's wedding is that my couple is super fucking dope. They are fashionable. They are wanting to do things differently, which I love. Oh my God. I will live forever and ever, forever happy with people who don't want to follow the cookie cutter like vibe. Ain't nobody got time to copy and paste the same that everyone else does. It just makes me want to curl up and, uh, you know, cry myself. No, it doesn't actually. It makes me want to rage. (laughs) Who am I kidding? I don't have time to be a cookie cutter. I want to be like my own wild thing. And I love that when my couples also want to be their own wild thing. So today's couple, they're having a first look. And I live in a town called Walla Walla, Washington. This is where I'm based out of. I travel the world, of course, and I'll, I'll, I'll photograph your wedding. You want to get married in Iceland? Cool. It's cool. Call me. But in Walla Walla, we have had this resurgence of the arts. It's really, and it's really cool because Each business now is like, well, not each business, but a lot of businesses are taking their blank walls and covering them with freaking murals, dude. No two of these murals are even remotely in the same style, which really gives me a lot of opportunity for pictures. So today's couple, they're having their first look in front of one of the coolest murals in town so far that I have seen. And it's pretty freaking cool on the backside of the Walla Walla General Store. Another cool thing about living in a small town like I do is as soon as I'm done recording this podcast, I get to call the owners of the Walla Walla General Store and say, hey, um, I'm a professional photographer. I want my clients to have their first look in front of your mural. Can I move all of those dumpsters? (laughs) And most likely they will say yes, because who tells me no? But it's cool because each of these businesses in town really wants to encourage those arts. The cool, like, now you know where you are in town based on where what mural you're surrounded by. And this mural is like this cool uh, color blocking vibe. In the show notes, by the time this is published, I'll make sure to include a picture of their first look because, oh my God, it's going to be so dope. Can you see it now? I'm airdropping you a thought in your own head of what it's going to look like. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Did you see it? Did you get it? Did you get that? Wouldn't it be cool if you could airdrop thoughts? I think about that all the time. Um, Okay, so this arts town. Murals everywhere, as I was saying. It's really cool because our entire downtown area is so photogenic. I'm often doing photo shoots around town and I'll come across other photographers who are generally in the same area and they're like from a different town because Walla Walla is gorgeous. If you haven't visited, come and visit. You don't have to drink wine to come visit Walla Walla. There's so many cool things to do, so much good food, so many wonderful people, and there's so much culture and history here. Uh, If you want to know more about that, I can also add that in the show notes, but mm, I don't know. Because of it being a small town and because I am the only Annalise around, I have this powerful tool of networking and collaboration. And because I've worked with so many of the small businesses in town, it really allows me to see all that there is to see. Was that like a G.I. Joe theme song? Be all that you can be. No, wait, that's pretend I didn't just do that. It allows me to have all of that collaboration. And because we're a one big community, everyone likes to engage in the meaningful conversation of making our town a better place. 
we make the our town a better place through art, you know, because we're dope as shit. So this whole podcast, today's episode, is all about being a wedding photographer with ADHD. Here are some tips that help me as a neurodivergent artist. First and foremost, I like to plan and prepare, but very minimally because I've done this so long that I could do this on a bad brain day. I could do a wedding on a bad brain day and it would still turn out pretty freaking great, I got to say. The day before, I always clean my camera body, my lenses. I charge batteries, uh, format and clear all my memory cards, making sure that everything's ready. I charge my lighting equipment and I always have my backup gear on hand just in case of any technical issues because, oh my gosh, I don't know what it is, but sometimes whenever I'm around like electronics, they short out. Maybe it's because I'm a redhead. Another thing I like to do is scout the venue in the surrounding area. There's an app on my phone, an app called PhotoPills, and it's really freaking cool for wedding photographers and photographers in general because it overlays alternate reality of where the light will be based on what day, what time. It's the coolest thing you should download. It's worth every penny. I like to go to the venue and I pull out my app, PhotoPills, and I just do like a 360. And I'm like, at this time, the ceremony, let's say, the ceremony is at 5 p.m. on June 24th. And I need to know what the light's going to, where is the sun going to be? How does this impact my art? So I like to go around the venue with my photo pills app open and it helps me understand the lighting conditions. And it kind of also helps me anticipate any challenges in the future. Like how do I make a great shot with direct sunlight? If, if that's my only option, you know, another thing I do is I really communicate with the couple. So Beyond our discovery meeting that we have, I like to meet with them a few weeks beforehand so that we can establish that clear communication before the wedding day. I talk about their expectations. I talk about if there's any specific shots that they're really wanting outside of the classic, like, you know, the classic ones. Also, I it helps me understand their vision so that I can incorporate it into their wedding photos along with my own personal style. Another tip is wear dark colors. You are a ninja. You are to be unobtrusive and you are to be respectful. Another reason why we dress like ninjas as wedding photographers is because if you're wearing bright colors on a wedding date, my dude, it's beautiful. But what about color cast? You ever think about that? You didn't. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe you did. I don't know. I don't know who you are. Maybe you did. Along the lines of being unobtrusive and respectful, during the ceremony, I always shoot in silent shooting mode because I want no one to notice I'm there. Of course, how could you not? Because I'm a gorgeous beam of happiness and love and joy. But I really do like to blend in with the shadows. I avoid distracting behavior. I walk slowly if I can. I use silent shooting modes. And I'm very aware of my presence, making sure that I'm not blocking anybody's view. And I respect the couples, their guests, and the sanctity of the occasion. And I like to be fully present. So also like always telling myself that this is a wedding, I'm not going to cry, but um, I'm not a cold hard bitch like I like to pretend I am. And I'm secretly a crybaby, especially when there's real love, guys. You know what I mean? Like real love just like makes me want to like sob happy tears. And I love it so much. That's why I do this. So that's why I keep being a wedding photographer, even though it's fucking exhausting. I love it. One of the other tips that I do is I direct with care. I do this with all of my photo shoots. And the more I do it, the better I get, obviously. But when it's time for formal portraits and couple sessions, I really make a point to provide firm but gentle direction to help my clients feel at ease. So I offer guidance on posing. I project engaging my diaphragm, all that classical opera training coming into use finally. I make sure to really capture those genuine emotions and interactions. I'm also shooting at a really fast shutter speed as often as I can so that I can 
capture those like in-between moments. You know what I mean? And by me being firm, but also gentle, it tells people and lets them know that I am in charge of this moment, but also like you're free to be yourself, but like don't me. <laughs> pay attention, people. Another thing, staying calm and flexible. So wedding days, like I talked about before, are friggin' unpredictable and something will definitely not go to plan. There's always one thing. By me staying calm, adaptable, and positive in the face of these unexpected situations or changes, it helps people know that I'm a professional and I can think on my feet. Plus, it helps the day run more smoothly when you can just be flexible, my dude. You know what I mean? The mostest importantest thing about wedding photography is taking breaks and staying hydrated. Wedding days are freaking long and physically demanding. This is why I don't offer 12-hour coverage because fuck that shit. Oh my god, my I can my back already hurts just thinking about that. Plus, I burn out by the end of the 12 hours because I'm so fully present, I'm so plugged in and I'm so engaged that Honestly, like if you need your wedding photographer there for 12 hours, by the end of it, they're probably not giving you their best work. I'm just being honest. I know this is probably going to offend some people, but do what works for you. 12 hours sure as hell doesn't work for me because one, that's just a lot, man. That's a lot. As an artist, like, you know, when you're in that hyper-focus mode, it's kind of hard to remember to take breaks and to stay hydrated. I always keep like a cliff bar or a protein bar or like little candy in my bag just to get me that little sugar rush. Um, and I always take my brain medicine before a wedding day, even if I hate it. We'll talk about that later because I need to have that focus by keeping myself physically and mentally fresh. It helps me maintain my focus and also gives me time to like freaking breathe and like be calm and like focus on the creativity throughout the day. So another thing, which is really sad to say, is that sometimes I burn myself out, which is why this year for all of my couples, I'm not working more than six hours for a classic wedding. Not because I don't think people can get amazing photos for more than six hours. You know what I mean? But it's rough and I need to listen to my body and I need to give myself all of the grace and I need to think ahead so that my clients get the best version of me. And let me tell you, after six hours, I stop giving a fuck. I know this about myself. And so I take that into account. And it kind of also helps safeguard my reputation because I live in a small town. I need to make sure that I'm not losing my cool. I'm not burning down the fuse to my burnout. I need to take care of myself, which we'll talk about in another episode, which is how to uh, vibe and be fully present as a person with a TBI or ADHD. If you see me around on a wedding day, you'll notice that I'm most likely wearing all black head to toe, regardless of the month of the year. July's around. I'm wearing all black and I'm being a ninja. I'm staying calm and flexible. I am being unobtrusive and respectful. I'm capturing these details and moments, communicating with my couples, having a great time. So we've explored some little known tips and tricks that I utilize for my day of wedding photography. And I'm glad that you joined me. Hope you enjoyed it. Cool, cool, cool. And in our next episode, we are going to dive into the fascinating world of color psychology and how to understand the psychology behind colors and how that can enhance your creative projects and marketing efforts. So get ready to unleash the hidden potential of colors in your business. Thank you for tuning in to Frame and Flow, creating, connecting, and neurodiversity. 
Remember, managing a creative business is an ongoing journey, my dude. And by embracing these little known tips and tricks, you're one step closer to achieving your goals. Keep dreaming, keep creating, and keep revolutionizing the world with your unique brain, my dudes. I hope you have a wonderful time and I love you. Bye.